South Connection. It's Friday. You know what that means. We're back. AEW Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Duncan. Uh, my co-host, Andrew Reich, was not with us on episode 45. I had Steve Willie with me. And we made, you know, made it seem like Andrew was just having a night off. But deep down, we were actually gravely concerned. He reached out to me recently. Uh, asked if we could have dual Amazon accounts. And I'm looking at the things that he bought. He bought a third-party video game controller, a copy of Titanic, and what's only called a submarine seat. So for a minute, I thought Andrew might have been long gone. But he's back, he's emerged, and he's been found. Andrew Reich, welcome back from the murky depths. How are you? Thank you. I was submerged, now I have emerged. (laughs) We all live in a... I'm not a Beatles fan. What which color was it again? <laughs> is that a yellow submarine or was it white? I th- I think it was like silver. Dude, let me tell you, we we you know they wonder about how AI can turn around like properties. Like I was watching this Black Mirror episode. Um, for those who don't know what that is, that's like a sci-fi anthology thing on Netflix, and they have an they have an episode where a person's life is literally turned into an episode the next later that night because of AI and using their likeness and stuff. This story about the submarine is going to be a documentary series in like fucking three months. Oh yeah, Watch. yeah, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious, but it's sad. I was tra- just going to say the same thing. It's tragic, but it's also like, really? <laughs> like, every detail that I hear. So, like, what is controlling this thing? Like, legitimately, the photo that I saw, and I, I mean, I assume it's real. It looks like a third-party PlayStation or Xbox video game controller that they, like, linked to, I guess, by Bluetooth. But I don't why, don't you, why don't you just get a Game Genie and try to get around all the hard parts? Have they tried ejecting the controller and blowing it? Screw <laughs> <laughs> you for making me laugh at that. I mean, these people are fighting for their lives. They got only hours to go. Yeah. And, I mean, they, they probably have less hours of AEW television to watch than they have right. hours of oxygen in the tank. You know? Yeah, they're going to finally be rescued, pulled up, and the big. <sighs> are the Usos still in the bloodline? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got some news for them. Yeah, so uh, the thing, the thing is, like, it is one of those things where it's like, it's like when you get, it's like if someone got there, got dropped on the head with a piano. It's like, yeah, it was really tragic, but <laughs> well, <laughs> it's one of those. What's stories. weird about it is, it's. I read that it costs like a quarter million dollars to go on it. So, like, you have to be very wealthy to do it. But I would think if I was that wealthy, like, it looks so rinking dink and. I mean, we're going to use that word rinky-dink later on today, I think, but it looks so cheap to me. Like, I would never get in that thing. Are we sure Brett Lauderdale didn't book this submarine? (laughs) It's made out of light tubes. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Gage was running. Dude, if Nick Gage was running that submarine, that thing would be shooting straight up to the sky. Yeah, he'd be be blading the Titanic like crazy. So Jack and Rose don't stand a chance. But... (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Dude, the Titanic still undefeated, bro. Yeah, Titanic actually adding to its kill count. <laughs> Titanic is all elite. <laughs> yeah, Titanic. Oh, man. I, we're glad you're back, Andrew. Uh, Steve, yeah. Willie, th- Steve Willie, if you're listening, thank you for filling Oh, yeah, filling Steve last week. great for episode 45. Absolutely. Yeah, and Andrew, uh, man, a lot of stuff to talk about this week. I feel like last week Steve and I were a little light in the uh, in the content. Uh, but this week we've got a new show that's debuted. We've got 
a whole lot of people coming back. We've got a pay-per-view to preview, even though there's not a whole lot of matches out yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Although by the time this show comes out, I mean, uh, our Dark Dynamite should probably flesh out the card for Forbidden Door a whole lot more. Uh, and Dynamite's, I mean, we're actually, this is just a peek behind the curtain. We're actually filming, like, the morning bef- like the morning of the yeah, Dynamite yeah, show on a Wednesday. Yeah. And that show's already loaded. Talking yeah. about the Dynamite in Chicago and Wintrust Arena. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I guess let's uh, let's get right into, like, probably the biggest thing, and that's the debut of Collision, which saw the return of CM Punk. But not just CM Punk, uh, Miro was back, Andrade was back, Buddy Murphy from the WWF was back, uh, replacing <laughs> Buddy Matthews, I don't know if you got that. Uh, uh, Kevin Kelly, uh, I wouldn't say he's back, has he ever been on AEW television before? He was briefly was he on the... Really? the, the the Forbidden Door show last. That's right. That's right. So Kevin Kelly back, yes. and he is uh, the current lead announcer for Collision. Uh, as long as his New Japan dates do not. We are to partial him. because yep. KK was part of the Place to Be Nation thing. I think we've all had small. We may have had like incidental conversations with him at some point or He's another. He's one of my top three KKs in the world. Uh, <laughs> Kelly Kapowski, Kevin Kelly. And, Kurt Rambis? Uh, no. Uh, no, uh, NBA player Kevin Knox is also <laughs> Knox the second. Yeah. Uh, but, um... K-K-I-I. <laughs> oh, don't, no more Ks. Yeah, no no more. Please, don't add another one. We cap it at two. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I we had to, I tried to get a call to the boss man, JT Rosero, say, oh, man, you got a connection here. We need to get an all-elite guy on our show. Let, let's get Kevin Kelly here. But let me ask your honest opinion about it. They clearly had experience uh, speaking with one another, doing shows. I don't know about New Japan on Access TV, n- meaning Nigel McGinnis and Kevin Kelly, but definitely on Ring of Honor. But I kind of like the laid-back, explanatory version of it. I think that was the biggest difference between Collision and Dynamite. A lot of people said it felt like a really different vibe. I didn't. Yeah. Pick, I didn't pick that up so much on the wrestling, but on the commentary. I think a especially. lot of people are. I think a lot of people are honing in too much on it, and we're all victims of this. Yeah. Like when Triple H took over after Vince retired in the summer last year, people were watching. Oh, Michael Cole seems more relaxed, and uh, there's more surprises, and it just feels different. And everyone's gonna say that when about Collision because it looks new, but. People are going to like, well, I want this to be something other than the other thing, you know, so that I can have a different slice of wrestling life. But it did feel, I, I will say, it did feel different. It did feel a little wrestling-centric. Yeah, I, I think that the announced team played a big role in that because, and I, I don't think Excalibur's bad at all, but I do think frantic is a fair way to describe Excalibur's style. <laughs> frenetic, yes. Yeah, frenetic. Yeah. Uh, and these guys were very laid back. And then I think... Uh, this is mean. I think Jim Ross sounded like he was broadcasting from that uh, submarine in the Titanic. Like, is that where the banging sounds were coming from? Yeah, gosh, man. I I hate to like rip on him because he no, because we don't know said, we don't know the clear reason why that happened to Jr. with the black guy, but he did say he's taking time off. And yeah, I, so I won't make too well. many comments other than I thought it was a bad idea to bring him in in the first place and. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did so great. He tried to talk his way through parts of the main event, which was uh, a really nice, long 25-minute match with uh, Punk and FTR versus Samoa Joe, Jay White, and uh, Juice Robinson. But it, he couldn't really talk much. He, yeah. he would go horse all of a sudden within about five really seconds. Horse, but I also think some of it was his audio, too, because sometimes he was loud horse and sometimes he was quiet horse. So, <laughs> you know, like, so it was also an like audio a, issue, I think. Instead of war horse. <laughs> yeah, instead of war horse. Uh, um... But yeah, I mean, I guess that's the the elephant in the room is the return of CM Punk, which 
Uh, what? Yeah, we've talked about, gosh, I mean, we're at 46 episodes. I feel like 34 of them have been about, is CM Punk ever going to be back in AEW? <laughs> and he is. Well, he is. There he is. Yeah, He is. He <laughs> cut a nice little promo. The crowd loved him. It was a Chicago crowd, though. Uh, the crowd was not happy with the elite there, at least while Punk was in the ring. Uh, he had a couple good lines, I thought, calling himself one Bill Phil in a world of counterfeit bucks. Was, that uh, was a great line. Pretty yes, good line. It really was, yes. Um, and the young bucks are so, uh, like smart with business. Listen, I'm a I'm a Bucks supporter. I don't care what other people say. They're the type that will make a counterfeit Bucks shirt and make money mm-hmm. off of Punk's insult. Like they're smart mm-hmm. enough to do it, you know. Um, yes. And they like to they like to break the fourth wall as well, which exactly. is what CM Punk literally in his pipe bomb promo says, "Sorry, I'm breaking the fourth wall." Like that was one of the reasons why it was such an appealing. Yeah, another segment. another line I liked was uh uh, some of you are expecting a, an apology. Sorry that uh, you're softer than the wrestlers you root for, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm sorry. I I apologize that the that you you are as soft as the wrestlers that you like. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty, pretty good line. <laughs> and it got a nice little visceral cheer from like kind of like the grizzled crowd. Like, and let me say this: there's only one ironically funny part, and I don't think Tony Khan intended this. It just happened, where Chicago is literally chanting. Fuck the elite at an all elite wrestling yeah. event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, by the way, also um, very small note. He took the he took the he took the AEW framework of the microphone. And he took it off yeah. right before he started talking. So I saw was- online that he, there was a promo in WWE where he did the same thing. Okay. So there's some that, there's some callback, and that's where I think he's always been great. Is he knows all the little details? You oh know? yeah, he had he had props and everything. He had. Yeah. A I was actually thinking about taking my um taking my podcast headset and taking it off my head like this, <laughs> and just hanging it like this, like he did with his shoes, and saying like nobody will wear the podcast headphones on this until. Like that. That's well, I, I don't know. I don't do. know if it's the same thing, but I took my glasses off when we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually I don't know if it was because they clearly they have different producers. Did you see that late report that Jimmy Jacobs, who's been in Impact for quite a while, and booking stuff that they 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 snuck him in. He's like an agent now. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's Jimmy Jacobs, a steel, uh, as long as he's got the muzzle on, and um, a couple of other cats that they might have brought in to do separate produce production work for collision compared to diamond it's too hard to tell right now but i like the idea that the title was in the bag and never came out i yeah, like that that's what i was going to bring up is uh that was the part like i think everyone has really focused on like the elite shots and stuff like that but like really they forgot he never lost the title yeah he brought yeah. out a bag we never saw the belt but he said what's in here is something that i never lost and until somebody can beat me for it it's mine, uh, which kind of paints that we're going to go back to MJF versus CM Punk, which if we rewind all the way, mm-hmm. that's what All Out finished with, was Punk you know what's sa- but you know what's unfortunate? and MJF's you know what's, return. You know what's unfortunate? You know what's actually in the bag? Hmm. The original women's championship. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that bag is and, way too big. And Rio. Rio is in it, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but no, like... Yeah, you can definitely use that as like a carrot to dangle with. Like, hey, MJF, you need to prove yourself. Even though like he's trying to do the cowardly thing, he's literally saying after he was booked with a motion graphic and all that he's going to wrestle Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. He's like, yeah, that ain't going to happen. So yeah. we'll see what 
we'll see if MJF tries to Las Vegas airplane his way out of that one. Yeah. As an and there angle. was even a comment that you could read towards MJF uh, through that, um, where it's something about the dog collar match. Oh, I had the best dog collar match, and he said something like, "Well, I won that match." Yes. Or something. He like literally that. is screaming to the camera as he's walking off for the promo part when he's walking back without a mic. He's saying, "I'm a freaking star." Yeah. Like he is hoganing it. Like, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. He's just he's big timing. Yeah. I don't know about this rumor. We'll find out more. I mean, people will definitely know once they get to Friday when the show this show drops. But the one about Kenta and whether or not he's big timing him. I don't know. I, I I can actually see the match still happening, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, Kenta and Punk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like uh, I think by the time this episode comes out, we'll know. But where we're at today is that Kenta supposedly supposedly rejected a match with Punk, uh, and Punk's gonna be facing somebody else. So rumors are swirling. Some people are saying Tanahashi, and that'll be kind of kickstart that Punk. M- that that could be a good way to kickstart the Punk MGF feud. Is MGF, in fact, does not wrestle Tanahashi, and Punk steps in and says, I'll do it. Punk wrestles him instead. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. Um, What did you think of the Collision show in general? I thought it was really good. Um, I thought that... We'll talk about Wardlow in just a minute. I thought that was not a great match to start things off, even though the finish was good. I, I see Wardlow that. looked good. Wardlow yeah. physically looked good. Yeah, Luchasaurus looked... Eh. I, I did like the celebration of Christian... Like it, like it was like Christian with the zoom? Won the belt. yeah <laughs> the zoom in on Christian, uh, and I understand like oh let's do a title switch. I thought the match itself was a little eh. yeah um, it was eleven minutes long. It wasn't fantastic. Yeah. I thought the Andrade buddy match was fantastic. I thought that was really good. I thought the uh, women's tag was really fun too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had I think Sky Blue got the pin. Yeah, she did. And you know what? The Outcasts finally might have clicked a little bit. You know, uh, for a while, this was kind of like, ugh, this group Well, is you know, tough. they were just having trouble getting over his heels. Then they got a really despisable heel in uh, in uh, Lacey Evans. Oh, wait, that's Tony Storm. Yeah, yeah right. But, <laughs> but Tony Storm crushing it. Uh, I love to bash Ruby Soho. I have nothing negative I can say about her, so I just won't speak positively. Uh, Willow's good baby face. Sky Blue, the crowd seems to like. Uh, so mm-hmm. it seems like that is finally right. She in got itself. a title shot yeah. against Tony on the dynamite before that. Yeah, right. It's a fun. It was a fun match. Um, I don't think we missed any other match. And then the main event was really good. Uh, it's long. Man, the crowd was into Joe and Punk just stepping. How could you miss Miro coming back? Oh, That's I thought, your. I thought God. I mentioned that he looked fine. Yeah, yeah. That he destroyed Tony Nese. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty much a nothing match. But dude's dude's a great wrestler. Um, yeah, and he, I mean, listen, returnees will get babyface pops, uh, but sure. Andrade as a character looked like he was doing a babyface-ish type of thing. Yeah, Even and, trying to do the post-match handshake. And, I mean, so we've got the, the House of Black kind of surrounded him, which means Andrade's going to need some help, which probably mm-hmm. probably would be Roosh, would be my guess. Um, I don't know. I don't know who else besides Roosh and Andrade. Our, my, my Mexican friend Roosh, yes. Yeah, um, exactly. Andrew the Roosh. Owen- <laughs> <laughs> the Owen Hart tournament there that might cross over. That yeah, might we got one. Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, both declared, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, and I don't think they've announced anybody else. I would have to assume there's going to be more people, but I gotta think it's going to be more than just Collision that's going to have the Owen. It's, oh, yeah, it's for sure. Dynamite. It'll be throughout Canada because they have a lot of shows running through Canada. Yeah, I wonder when that culminates because the last year the finals were what double or nothing. It was double or nothing. That was the one where Adam Cole got one of his concussions against so him. Maybe, maybe all in it. Is that where? where yeah, we're possibly. Okay, possibly. Yeah. Um, 
I, it's hard to say. I, they're kicking it off during that Canada run, which starts here with uh, Toronto. But they're in Canada for like quite a while. I think they're they're all the way until yeah. I'm looking at it right now, mid July. They're in Calgary, yeah. and then go to Boston on for the July 19th Dynamite. Every other show, Saskatoon, Regina, um, Saskatoon, <laughs> Hamilton, Edmonton. <laughs> Yeah, the it's Hamilton just... show seems to be the one, like, that, listen, AEW could put on a great show, and there's that pocket of fans that is going to find something to hate, and this Canada tour seems to be doing pretty healthy ticket-wise, except for well, this one Hamilton show. Right, right, yes, maybe they need to get Lin-Manuel Miranda to yeah. bump <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, let what? me ask you this, if they just did the Hamilton, like, like the, the show? Do you think they would sell better tickets? Like, do you like say they didn't do a wrestling show? They just did the wrestlers doing Hamilton. <laughs> AEW presents Hamilton. Let's cast Hamilton. Hamilton right now. All right. Uh, oh God, it's got to be Punk. Everyone hates him. Yeah, let me bring up the cast of Hamilton. Alexander Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> they call me One Bill Alexander. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, would that mean Aaron Burr is played by like the Bucks? <laughs> like, well, Burr was like Burr was pretty sinister. Um, maybe maybe Moxley. Okay, Moxley. So how about uh, Thomas Jefferson? Noble. Yeah. Cody Rhodes. Does, does Regal <laughs> come back just for a one-off? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, just somebody noble. Uh, Eddie Kingston would be a great Aaron Burr. Is Jamie Noble wrestling anywhere right now? <laughs> I think he's still an agent. Okay. I think he's still hanging around. Okay. Uh, who else is in the show? Um, yeah, now you're losing me. Like, yeah. there's women in it, and I, I don't James, know what... James Madison was in it, right? I'll be honest. When it comes to musicals, I get it. I get very... I get bored very, very easily. Yeah, I've... We, we went through a stretch where... Like, for a dates, me and my wife would go downtown and see musicals. Like, we saw like mm -hmm. seven in one year. And some of them were really good, but a couple of them really sucked, man. Some people, I mean, listen, if you love stuff like Cats and Rent and Phantom of the Opera, that's awesome, but yeah. it ain't for me. I it's like, just, the it's like you and WWE. It's not for me. Yeah, the ones that I tend to like the most are the ones that didn't see as much success. Like, there's one that's actually really good called uh, the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. I it's like those really hard-boiled David Mamet type of ones, like Twelve Angry Men and gotcha. um, yeah. and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Like I love stuff like that. Uh, my friend's son, uh, who's a senior in high school, their their high school production this year was Oklahoma, uh, and so I went wearing my Ed Ferrara shirt, and I was horribly disappointed. <laughs> horribly did you have disappointed. Did you have barbecue sauce with you? <laughs> did you say that this play was going to be a slop or not? Yeah, I brought my cruiserweight title to get it signed. <laughs> I forgot that fucking Oklahoma had the cruiserweight title. Yeah, Good lord! Built, and by the way, like you, know won, you know who won it off of him? Medusa. I'm gonna make it. Medusa. What is going on with Medusa? She's like gone rogue. Yeah, it's, it's like, like <laughs> it's like Mini Marty Janetti. Yeah. yeah, it's weird, man. And then have you seen the other feud that's really weird? Is that Sergeant Slaughter and his daughter have like beef with Lacey Evans? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lacey, uh, Sergeant Slaughter's daughter is basically saying that Lacey Evans stole her dad's gimmick, okay. except that who she is, was actually in the military. Who has sloppier beef on Twitter, Medusa, Lacey Evans, or Mariah Mills? 
Oh, she got suspended for Twitter. <laughs> I don't even have. Listen, I'm not going there. It's yeah. not worth it. NBA draft's coming up. People will catch up. But Mariah Mills is not on Twitter anymore. What I'm saying is, Pistons chatter has has Zion coming here. <laughs> How many? Do you have some good restaurants down there? Uh. Yeah, Me- Mexican Town is a great. Well, place how, how's the nightlife in uh, n- and not not the not the typical nightlife like the other one. How's that one? <laughs> how would I know? <laughs> hey, let me say this real quick though for anyone listening. I mean, if you're listening to this, you're a wrestling fan. Uh, this is an AEW. Are we show. talking about Zion Williamson and Lisa? Yeah, yeah right? you are. You are. This is an AEW show. But if you're a WWE fan, you are coming to my neck of the woods for SummerSlam, which is here in Detroit. Uh, and you're looking for a place to eat, go to Mexican Town, man. It's it's not the safest looking part of Detroit, but it is safe. It's just a little rundown looking. But the food is the best. Yeah. Um, and we always talk about a rising tide raising all ships. I don't know if it has to do with the fact that I listen, I know the reason why the ratings are up in WWE. Number one, a lot of people's favorite shows are over. The uh, the NBA Finals is over. Congratulations to the Nuggets. Stanley Cup is over. But also the Bloodline Congratulations to Who's that? I don't know who won the Stanley Cup. I think it was the Golden I think it was the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, wow. I don't know where the Knights. Yeah. (laughs) LBK, <laughs> but um, the I think the bloodline breaking up is a huge reason. I think it, like oh, if yeah. you have a really good hot story, it's going to get fans driving. But the AEW ratings are picking up as well. Yep, yeah, uh, the collision ratings. We haven't even talked. We talked about the show, but the ratings came out today, and they're really the premiere, really yeah. strong. Uh, Eight hundred thousand, and the demo I think was higher than Dynamite's demo. Point three three. It was, and and Dynamite was a point three two. Yes. So it was like number three for the week. Now the tough thing for Collision is they're going to have college football, and mm-hmm. even late in the season they'll have college and NFL football. So Saturday nights are going to be tough. Um, but you know, uh, if they can withstand that storm, you know, not Tony. Did Smith, you like but, the Did you like the Elton John choice? Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because as I said that, it popped in my brain. I thought it was really, really catchy. Um, it was different. I mean, we, everyone's heard that song. Saturday night's all right for say, fighting. Elton John and and professional wrestling mix, but I thought it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it worked. They um, they could have done a lot of different things that, but you know, Tony, I, Tony, listen, Tony's our age. Like he's got the same demo. <laughs> right. That's the only demo you need to please these days. You know. I agree. Um. Hey, let's talk about something slightly different. Let's go off of Saturdays. Let's go off of Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, praise be to our good friend Brian Danielson who uh, is reportedly the man behind the resurgence of Rampage. Is Rampage currently the best AEW television program? Looking at the last two, three Well, weeks. according to Steve Willie, it's AEW with RJ City. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's what he said on the previous show. But, man. Which, by the way, he is funny. RJ City is yeah. very... Well, I think, like, his Sky Blue one really kind of triggered this Sky Blue push, you know? Really? Um, yeah. But, yeah, this... News came out a couple weeks ago that Brian Danielson's been a little more involved. Helping in book the Rampage shows, yeah. Rampage and Rampage has been awesome for a couple weeks. Like awesome. there was one specific week. Um, I can't speak for every Rampage. There was a Rampage that just happened where it was okayish, 
where it was, you know, but it had a good opener, which was Os. Will, by the way, Will Osprey's back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and on Rampage. <laughs> um, again, with Jeff Cobb and Kyle Fletcher, because Mark Davis is still hurt, and they wrestled the best friend, um, well, Rapungi Vice, or whatever they call themselves. Yeah, and it was, was a nice uh, match. Rocky Romero, Trent Beretta, and some man who looked like he was burned by acid. So. But they had, so the main, but I will say this, the main event was newly healed Kanosuke Takeshita versus Bandito, and it was a fucking crushed, banger. Like, crushed. it's the best match of the whole week, and yes, I'm including Dynamite and Collision in it. Yeah. I'm including the MJF Adam Cole 30-minute draw, which I thought was an excellent match. This was better. And then the week before that, they had a rampage where, you know, they had the Lucha Brothers and Bandito beating, you know, Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, and Ethan Page. Um... And then they, you know, and a couple other things. That that was just a random one. But that one involving Kanosuke, Takeshita, and Bandito was excellent. I'm trying to bring up the Rampage numbers because I think I remember seeing that. So, yeah, I, I got it up a little bit. Yes, it was a 423 with a .13. I know that doesn't sound like a lot. Um, but they NXT were down still, in the 200s, so. Yeah, NXT is still garnering good. And I don't think it's a coincidence that you see NXT is trying to bring it, like, did you see that Seth Rollins got sent to developmental? Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> Too sloppy in the ring, man. Yeah. You know, yep. Ron Breaker's got to break him in. <laughs> Joe, Gacy, Joe Gacy needs to teach that guy how to work. No, uh, but uh, I'm sure they had a great match. I mean, clotheslines and headlines will take care of it. Of that part but like yeah the rating was up for uh rampage for sure maybe it was just curiosity because they knew what collision started they were like oh let me tune into this rampage show I mean, and gear myself I think up that's a factor i do think if a show picks up momentum it can start getting a little bit better i also think that we're finally done with basketball and hockey season and mm -hmm. uh, so one it's less competition and less preemptions it's probably going to be back on friday nights at 10 for the foreseeable future i mean the yeah, Rampage, it's not going to Rampage really soon. suffers from getting moved all over the place. There was an entire month, I think in May or April, where it wasn't even on the right time slot. Yeah, the there entire was one month. day where there was one week where it aired at like five in the afternoon my time. Like it happened twice. Yeah, yeah, it happened on two separate occasions. But now that and, it's back, they can bring in the big stars. They brought in Will Ospreay. They brought in Takeshita. They had Aubrey yeah. Edwards and Papa Briscoe wrestle there. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of fun. Uh, I, I let me say this: the Karen, Jarrett, Aubrey Edwards portion. Was pretty groan-inducing, yeah. But you know, like it was—I guess it was somewhat entertaining. There was a guitar shot in there, I and Papa Briscoe didn't have a heart attack. Yeah, so. I will say that we here at—you know what that means—we stand Jeff Jarrett. Yes, but this Jeff one, Jarrett is Jeff Jarrett is a is a is a draw. This one really put us to the test, though. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think it, it was, was outright not bad. I don't think it was outright bad, but it's kind of like okay, that's that's probably the limit. It They're keeping that going throughout the like the different programs. Like uh, Jeff Jarrett's going to be wrestling Mark Briscoe in a concession stand brawl. That's sort of a shout out to like the Memphis days because I remember one of the most famous Mid South wrestling matches ever was this Donnie Brook with like Eddie Gilbert and Sting and Rick Steiner, yeah. where they it went into a concession stand and that's kind of like yeah. what the, it's going to be kind of a brawl. Jeff Jarrett did say though, if he loses, he will leave it all elite wrestling. I cannot believe I'm saying this, Jordan, in 2023. I Pray Jeff Jarrett wins this. Match. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm going to take the other side, and I hope that he loses. And here's why: he seems uh -huh. to be doing this throwback, old school gimmicks and stories. I want him to lose, and I want next week Jay Lethal to debut a new partner who's 
under a mask and carries a guitar and does a strut and his name is Mr. Impact. That's that's what I want so bad. I want Jared to lose and just come back under a mask like the Dirty Yellow Dog or the Midnight Rider. Just <laughs> and instead of a, instead of a guitar, it's like a like a a, a ukulele. <laughs> He's like, well, it can't be Jeff Jared. That's a ukulele. Mr. Impact would be such a good name too. <laughs> God. Um, so it was, so yeah, that's one of the matches that's coming up on Dynamite. They actually have a, quite a few that yeah, we let's can just, go over like, it. I mean, by the time yeah. this episode drops, the show will have aired, uh, but we have most of the card for, uh, preview. Um, Jarrett and, and Mark Briscoe in the, uh, concession stand brawl. We've got, uh, Chris Statlander defending her TBS title against Taya Valkyrie, who, uh, it's kind of gone heels, really upset. Yeah, she's been scouring. She's been kind of like, oh, I'm, and they finally had a promo, I believe, on Rampage where she said she wanted a title shot. And no, that's, that, that's and Collision, I think. Cause oh, it was Collision. It just, okay, thank you. Yep. Well, maybe maybe you're right. It was whenever Taya fought. Um, it was over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taya beat somebody in like three minutes, and then they had. Yeah, her uh, yeah. Her name was Trisha Dora. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what show that was on, but, but yeah, Taya's kind of, like, playing a heel, but, like, justified. You know what I mean? Like, hey, right. this sucks that she came in and won a title. Because she softened up Jade so that Statlander exactly. could win the belt. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I still think Statlander wins this match. I don't think she's losing the title anytime soon. Um, but fine, first challenger, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We got the Guns and the Hardys. Um, yeah. Who's the best brother tag yeah. team, right? Yeah. That one doesn't do a whole lot for me. I want the Guns to win. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Same. I... The Hardys is kind of like go away heat for me. Like it sucks because Ethan Page has latched onto them, and anytime he's now lacking the same way that yeah. Matt was doing on the firm side. Yeah, like they're it's such a ugh, such a. Dry. It needs more Stokely Hathaway, but he's too busy running Ring of Honor now. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there is something kind of interesting. They have um, a blind eliminator tournament. I don't know if it's all taking place in one night. So supposedly, according to Andrew Zarian, our friend, because we're me, all, all Andrews are friends. Oh, okay. um, we we I mean, uh, there's Prince Andrew, but we kicked him out. Um, <laughs> uh, it's supposedly like the lethal lottery, is what he said. Okay, okay, but well, I don't know what that necessarily means for one show. Yeah, it's but... going to uh, essentially create a new tag challenger for what they should do is they should just put blindfolds on all the wrestlers and just have them wrestle in a tag team match i would love that actually (laughs) (laughs) i would love that um so lethal lottery in the sense of like two two guys who aren't teammates might kind of get paired together sort of right right so uh ftr is the tag champs i'm assuming that they would be wrestling that that team not like the ring of honor tag i feel like this is a great time for us to wildly speculate that, Andrew. Who's winning the Blind Eliminator tag? Uh, well, you know how Tony likes to upend the the trope? Yeah. And the trope would be, you know, uh, people who don't like each other. So I will say it will be the Gates of Agony. <laughs> oh, and well, we will have a rematch of that. Let me say this. The worst though. FDR ring, uh, yeah. AEW match? <laughs> I, I will give the Gates of Agony credit. There was a match that they had against Darby and Orange Cassie that was really, really good on Dynamite. So I'll give them a little bit of credit. They're getting a little credit, but I think the other two guys might have been the ones who were more responsible for that match. It, it could be. I mean, I don't think it'll be Jungle Hook. Jungle Boy's already busy 
wrestling. Oh, by the way, he's wrestling Sonata. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a shot at the IWGP World Title. So right. So I don't think it's uh Even though, let me tell you this: very small hint there that Jungle Boy is like the Christian Cage that hooks Jungle Boy. Yeah. Very small so, hint. I believe fully we are getting that Jack Perry heel turn. Yep. Um, because if you remember, he cut a promo where he essentially said, I am going to win gold by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And so he uh, couldn't beat MJF. Now he's going to lose to Sonata. Luchasaurus has won a title. So mm-hmm. like, what do we think? His buddy Hook has a big orange belt around his shoulder. Uh, I think he's going to turn on his friend and try and take that belt. He has a Donald Trump championship belt? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it sits in a box in his bathroom on off days. <laughs> Did you hear the rumor that Hook might get might be like pursued by WWE? I think that was a BS rumor. Yeah, listen, if Hook comes in, that's, that's how you finish the story. <laughs> Cody Rhodes says, I've got someone who could end the bloodline, and Hook makes them all tap out in 10 seconds. You know? <laughs> So yeah, if 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 that tries to elevate, I mean, I never thought about the idea of elevating the FTW FTW title. To be yeah. quite honest, no, I think it's more just a prop because Jack Perry is probably going to get more and more desperate because he said he's going to win gold and he hasn't won gold. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's really just to to have Jungle. So I don't think that's the tag team. I said Gates of Agony. Do you have a guess? <sighs> I mean, if we're talking about like a program, no. If it's maybe just Jay like, and Juice, yeah. If it's just that, that's a good. Good choice, um, Jay and Juice. If we're talking about pairing two guys together, how about like Big Bill and Marco Stunt coming back? For, for <laughs> it would probably be Big Bill and uh, and Lee Moriarty. Moriarty. They yeah. usually team up. Um, I will say this too about Jay White. Um, uh, he looked very good in the in the Collision main event. I mean, he's. I mean, listen. He he's been in shape. You know why I think Jay looked the best because he looks like the one who's been wrestling consistently for the past six months. Actually, Whereas yeah. CM Punk, FTR, Samoa Joe, well, Juice, yes, but the other ones I would I just mentioned, no, they had, they were kind of rusty. You know, it's funny. We I didn't even think about this. It's this blind eliminator tag right before Forbidden Door. It's probably going to be a New Japan tag team, right? Yeah, but who are they? Like, who's in the in the in the fold there in New Japan? I don't uh, follow them that well, let's, close let's now. Bring up New Japan tag teams. We've got uh, okay. I don't think it'll be any of their champions. Uh, I mean, got, Evil and Sonata aren't together anymore. Yeah. They're single. We've got Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Yeah. <laughs> Still? Yeah. <laughs> um, Clark Connors and Dan Maloney. Clark Connors is really good. He was on that Forbidden Door filling in for Ishii last year. Uh. This is a possible one. Leo Rush and Yo. Oh, now Leo Rush is not going to be in AEW. Never mind. Okay. Uh, Sonata's not going to be in it. Um, gosh, I don't really know, man. What about Top Dollar? It, it might be uh, just, just Top Dollar. <laughs> just Top Dollar. <laughs> it might be Great Okan and freaking Jeff Cobb again, dude. <laughs> like, Jeff, be, yeah, Jeff Cobb was back. What about I did, Aussie Open? I will say this was great cam work. We talked about the zoom in on Christian Cage with the top with the title. Over Luchasaurus, this was like really good one. They did got to give the people what they want, and it zooms out and Jeff Cobb suplexes all three of them. That was very cool. Yeah, like that was great. he dropped Rocky a little early, but it was awesome. It's so shout out to Manzeri because here's the thing too for Manzeri, the Mike Manzeri, the the new lead producer. He didn't get to do like the CM Punk stuff because he was gone when he started in January. So now he gets his hands on him. He gets he gets to run these promos and. Yeah. 
It was kind of cool. I, I like the presentation of CM Punk. They they tried to ramp it up the same way they did with the fir- with the first dance, where the fans were chanting for him, and the, he comes out. But it wasn't as congratulatory. It wasn't as like uh, it, it wasn't as much like oh my god, he's back. Everyone's so happy and jovial. It was more like I got a itch that I really need to scratch type of promo. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um. Back to Dynamite, we also have a big eight-man tag, or not an eight-man tag, big tag match. Orange Cassidy teaming with Katsuyori Shibata, taking on Daniel Garcia and Zack Sabre Jr. So Yeah, um, now, I don't know where this is going. Is this going to be a four-way? Is this going to be... I think it's going to be Garcia's Zack Sabre against with... Orange Cassidy at, at Forbidden Door. I think so. I, I mean, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. has been wrestling quite a lot on the AEW programming, like the Tony Khan-owned programming. So he's sort of nudging himself in the same way that Aussie Open and Will Ospreay did, where it's like it's like how they say, oh yeah, this person is just showing up as like a guest appearance. It's like Trish Stratus. It's like Trish Stratus in WWE. It's like, yeah, she's, yeah, she's just pop- <laughs> It's like, oh wait, she's on every single week. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it might just be a thing where he's here for the summer through, through All In. I mean, because mm-hmm. he could play a prominent role in that. Um, and then the last match on Dynamite is a six-man, which feels very random. Uh, Jericho, Sammy, and Suzuki taking on Darius they up at for, They teamed up at Forbidden Door last year. Yeah, That's... but just the, the, the their opponents feels very random. Oh, Jericho yeah. Andretti, A.R. Fox, and Darius Martin. Like, They've no... teamed up a lot on Ring of Honor, had some good ones. But, yes, on Dynamite, wrestling them... Because yeah, those two teams against each other doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, right. There's something going on where Jericho and Sammy are not seeing eye to eye because the fans are sort of, in the words of Darby Allen, digging Sammy Guevara again. Uh, he's sort of kind of going babyface. And, and Jericho, anytime he smells a babyface, he's ready to bury them. And so he comes yeah. in, he cuts a promo on Sammy. Oh, I need to prove, you need to prove your worth to me as a, member of the JS, so we're going to team up with Suzuki and show how good we are together as the sex gods. Um, and Jericho kind of has that thing going with Sting sideways with Darby being involved in that segment. I did like the face-off. Uh, I didn't get the, the feels like a lot of people did, but I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you there. I didn't feel like, oh, this feels special, but it was kind of interesting that the announcers said like they'd never... I didn't They've think about that before, and I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of surprising." <laughs> like, yeah, I just kind of assumed they would have at WCW at some point, but yeah, they know. never crossed paths. Yeah, so. it just never happened. Um, yeah, so that's Dynamite. Um, pretty loaded show, but I feel like no Kenny. Yeah, no Kenny, no Bucks. Uh, but they're all on Forbidden Door, you know. Uh, well, I mean, the Bucks aren't officially on Forbidden Door. I assume they'll they'll probably be there. Um, Kenny, of course, has a match against Will Ospreay, which the rumors came out that that is the closer over okay. Danielson and Okada. The dream match, yeah. quote unquote. So if if Kenny is closing against Will Ospreay, I think that we're going to see a development. Let me bring up a Tony Khan quote okay. uh, that we can speculate over. All right. Tony Khan... Uh, forbidden door quote. Well, I mean, listen, we we do know for a fact that we can't guarantee Danielson and Okada is going to be good enough to close. So yeah, we need to have something that's going to be guaranteed to get four or five stars. So I, you know, Danielson and Okada just didn't make the cut. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so I can't find the quote, but I remember reading a quote where Tony Khan essentially said something 
uh, along the lines of, if Forbidden Door goes the way that I hope, it could set up one of the biggest uh, moments. Yeah, one of the biggest moments in AEW history. Hmm. What's your guess? So I think there's two. One, it kind of keeps in line with this whole Takeshita thing, and Kota Ibushi finally comes to help. Or they just go right to it and CM Punk attacks Kenny. Okay. And we okay. Get, we get like Punk and Kenny at all now, in, and then they, Punk and Now MJF listen, Toronto all. I, I is. I, I know this is like this might be splitting hairs for some people, but Toronto and Winnipeg aren't the same. So I don't know what the reaction is going to be out of Scotiabank Arena when that happened, if that happened yeah. with Punk and Kenny. With Coda and Kenny, it'd be a huge loud pop. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it's more likely you'd get Kota Bushi. Right. Um, right. You know. And then they would team up against some combination of Takeshita and another person. Maybe right. Danielson. Yeah. Um, Danielson Okada, by the way, I, 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 just, just in case people were not sure, I'm being sarcastic. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be a very good match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it should be incredible. Um, it's funny because somebody said, oh, there's only, I think there's only like four matches announced. And it's like, yeah, but uh, that one might be like an hour and 20 minutes long. <laughs> So. I don't think you this I think somebody else said this like you don't need more than the top two. No, yeah. The rest really of it don't. flush itself out just fine. By the way, a lot of Forbidden Door in Chicago was not booked out until maybe like the week before. And I think we talked about this when um I know you may not have taken part in the eliminator portion of that segment when me and Steve did it for the pay per views throughout AW history, but we did talk about Forbidden Door when it actually happened and reviewed it. That show, in terms of quality of work, in terms of just the matches, was excellent. It's one of the Correct. best shows AEW's going to do. Was it forgettable? Yes. Like, I, and this show might be forgettable in terms of continuity, unless CM Punk shows up. Yeah. That's when it changes. Yeah. And I think Punk, like, Punk could absolutely show up in, in one or two ways. They could do the, the Omega thing, because here's the deal. I don't believe that they're not building something down the road with these guys like I don't know too much money is on the table uh, I think they that, will work it out yeah I, uh, I yeah. think that, that they'll they'll face off on TV at some point I do think Forbidden Doors very soon so I think more likely is we have MJF come out I'm not going to wrestle you Tanahashi because you're a nobody and Punk comes out as the hero well I'll give him a match how do you feel about the internet fan think where a lot of people were siding with the elite on it and that Punk was in the wrong and such and such, and now that they see that the ticket sales are flipping, <laughs> now that Punk's back and it's like it's now become, man, suck it up, Buttercup to the elite. <laughs> like, how do you feel about that? Right, and like, I feel like people who were fans of one or the other ahead of time are never going to change their mind on that. Correct. Like, it, video could come out. Of the altercation. Where is and, Brandon Cutler? Yeah, the video <laughs> could come out, and the elite people are still going to side with the elite, and punk people are still going to side with punk. Um, I, I feel like you and I uh, are people who, I love the Young Bucks. They are, I think, one of the two or three best tag teams in the history of wrestling. I, I love them. Um, yep. But I also like CM Punk. Like, I'm one of those, I, I'm not team punk team or team elite. Like, I'm, I'm team good wrestling. We um, both said this when it happened, that when he left, we was like, this is a void that will be hard to fill, and I will miss him that CM Punk is gone. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and I, now that he's back, I am happier. Is it is it toxic, potentially? Of course. But it creates a lot of intrigue, for correct. sure. 
correct. Um, and and even too like like with the Omega, th- I mean, you've got potential programs with the Bucks. You've got potential programs with Kenny Omega. I think Hangman Page is the one that he really is calling out by name, like in that ESPN interview. That's one that I think is legitimate. Yeah. That part I think is not something that's been made up. I think I think that. CM Punk does take issue with Adam Page. And that's the part where I will sort of take a side is mm. that comment from Hangman Page all the way back in that promo so long ago for Punk Workers to still, rights. for Punk yeah. Yeah, but for him to still be festering over it it was such a nothing line that is so forgettable and I think everyone would have forgotten it if CM Punk hadn't he definitely has bitterness. I mean, there was there was a there was definitely there was a very small note that came out where Brian Daniel Brian Danielson. Wow, I did it. Brian Alvarez, not Brian Danielson. <laughs> he um he basically um said that there were people within All Elite Wrestling, but he didn't say who. But a lot of people thought that Nick and Matt fed it to him. That people were mad about the interview that was going to come out from ESPN from Mark Raimondi. Um, I'm going to be quite honest before I talk about Punk's reaction to it, and I'll ask you yours too. I did not see anything wrong with it. I thought it did. I did not feel it was like sour grapes. I just looked at it like, oh, they just had a bad moment and they're moving on from it. Yeah, I, I I thought it felt very company like. I thought, not coach, I don't want to use the word coach, but I feel like everything... He was he, careful. Yeah, I think everything he said was approved beforehand. I don't think any of it would be a, quote, shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I... Now, Jordan, let's be fair. Have you ever been chopped in the face? Uh, on purpose? Yes. <laughs> I this, mean, I've watched the show Chopped. <laughs> very true. And have you seen have you seen the clip? The people have found it and like slowed it down like the Zapruder film. Like here you can see Punk gives Hangman his chest. Yeah. And, and I love David Bixon's fan too, but this is one where I'm like, all right, we need to set yeah, this out. This but the fan, reaction by Punk immediately on Instagram, just to just to like piggyback on you him being gripey, is like a, a, a it's it's a clip from When a Stranger Calls where the call's coming from inside the house basically yeah. saying that the Bucks are feeding inside info to Brian Alvarez that ain't true. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned you love David Bixon's band. Do you know who loves David Bixon's band more than you do? Who? David Bixon's band. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, Deadspin was like my go-to website forever. Yeah. So when he was, I don't know if he was there at that time. I know Shoemaker started there. Um, because yeah, no the dead, he was doing the dead wrestler of the week, gotcha. and that's how he got that job on the ringer. And now, you know, now the was it always so- the Undertaker? <laughs> <laughs> I think the first one was Randy Savage. Gotcha. Um, but uh, the thing- <laughs> Kane was the next week. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, um, it's I was just make I was going to make a joke about Spotify and Meghan Markle, but I I passed on it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Hey, look. If, who's a bigger grifter, Harry and Megan or CM Punk? Right. <laughs> or Donald Trump? Give me an answer. Oh, now Trump. Trump. Then. Trump. If, if he's in the picture, Trump that's always my answer. He's gonna have hundreds of millions. Um. Can I just totally change the subject? Yeah. Sure. Uh, in our notes, we always have the John Moxley blood count, and I'm looking at yes. it right now. Yes. Is this the first time in recording history that no one's bled in the last two weeks? Did Let me bleed? double. Ch- let me double check that. <laughs> I'm the just bleed guy. Uh, I don't think no, anyone has no, bled on no, nope. 
Nope, the cherry has been popped. Preston okay. Vance bled during that tag team match with Jungle Hook and him and Drillistico. Uh, the Texas a very tag. important blade job indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Moxley hasn't been wrestling as much. He's kind of been sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, sort of like the background let the other guys like uh, Yuta. He has had some matches in Japan. He was promoting a match that's uh, something called something death, something involving death. In Japan, I forgot it. Yeah. Uh, hey, totally. Uh, speaking of Japan and speaking of AEW and stuff, uh, Eddie Kingston is one in the G1 tournament, which me and Steve talked about last week. But two, he just randomly reappeared. I think his appearance was more surprising than Will Ospreay's on Dynamite because no one expected it. Yeah. Uh, Ospreay, people knew coming was coming because he was booked for Forbidden Door. Yeah. But but Ken, Eddie Kingston was booked for anything. Yeah, and him popping back up, I was like, holy cow, that's surprising. And then he kind of goes, he. Chops Claudio, then goes face-to-face with Moxley, and they don't attack each other. So they're still kind of cool, even though Eddie's not cool with his buddy. I always like I always like when stories have that wrinkle. Like, yeah. I hate and your I, friend, but I don't hate you. <laughs> I call this that, – that was a great little segment where what happened is they were shuffling people through the ring to, like, progress through every yeah. important feud involved in the, that group of people. And they were – I call it the revolving door segment. Sure. Like, where everybody hits their finishers on one another to yeah, promote WWE this. And then does it, it as this. well, yep. WWE, the first time I ever saw it, well, there was quite a few, but the best one I ever saw was, remember when the Survivor Series had the WCW alliance yeah, for... With Angle and Shane. They, and, they had one that was like five minutes long, and it was like extremely entertaining. Yeah, you know, because... Angle, like, you had, uh, let's, see if we, let's see if we can name everyone who was in it. Uh, Angle was in it? Yes. Undertaker. Yes. Rob Van Dam. Yes. Shane McMahon. The Big Show. The Big Show. Where's The Rock? Austin. Rock and Austin the Rock both, was in right? it, yeah, because Rock pinned Austin. That's right, Rock and Austin both. Because Angle was the mole. Jericho hit a Jer- uh, hit the lion salt on somebody. Yeah, now I'm drawing a blank. That's eight. Ooh. Undertaker and Kane. Oh, Kane, Kane. Yep, nine. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Now we gotta look. We got Shane. Was Rhino? Is was it, it Rhino? Was it? T- it may have been Rhino because he was getting a push at the. Yeah, I think Rhino the- was on the WCW team. But um. But yeah, that happened. <laughs> but no, I call that the revolving door segment where like everybody hits their best stuff to kind of like flash these finishers. And I thought it was produced really well where you legitimately had no idea Will Ospreay was coming. Yeah. Like it was like, oh yeah, Kenny's going to stand tall. Oh, here comes Ospreay. <laughs> and yeah. it was pretty cool. That was great. And I thought the, the Hidden Blade looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking up. Okay, it was... Team Rock was Rock, Jericho, Taker, Kane, and Big Show. Against, okay. Oh, Booker T. Booker T. Damn it. I thought yeah. he was at the supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Survivor Man, Series supermarket sweeps. I think Rhino was in that squad for a minute, though. Yes. Uh, I think he... And maybe Shane took his spot. Maybe Shane McMahon took Rhino's spot. I know he hurt his neck, but I don't know when he yeah. hurt his neck. I thought it was funny because it was a cool spot where everyone was hitting moves, and Shane's right. move was just like running to the ring and doing a leaping chair shot. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that very vividly. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, gosh, Andrew, we're flying through this episode. 
Yeah, we. I mean, we've had some things go on that we didn't really talk. I thought Jay White, Ricky Starks, who main evented one of the Dynamites that was in uh yeah. in Colorado Springs. I thought it was a good match. Yeah. You know, it was that was kind of a team episode. I feel like they were sort of holding it in the bag until they went to that Dynamite in Washington D.C., which was in the Capital One Arena. And the only thing that was disappointing was that they did not get a good turnout crowd-wise for that. So they weren't able to really pop the crowd the way that they did for the last time they were there, which was the very first episode when they had like 14,000 people you know yeah the, the show itself was great like the first match is MJF and Adam. yeah yeah that was a great one the tag match involving sting darby allen and orange cassie the indie powers and keith lee against the mogul embassy was great and um the main event um was a nice little wild brawl with the elite versus the bcc you know it was a good show it was a good overall show in washington dc yeah um I think it was really good. Uh, there was something else I wanted to ask you. It did have a Jake Hager appearance, which I guess is uh, obligated. But. Yeah, what do I want to ask you? Oh, I have a question. Oh. Uh, because Swerve made me think of it. Because I, I really thought Swerve was going to be the guy who beats Orange Cassidy for this title. The thing is, like, you know, we always talk about the title makes a man. Made. Orange Cassidy is making the title. Yeah. And... But once he's done with it, it will be more important, the international belt. And that was on purpose. So now it's gotten to a point. The only reason I'm saying that is that it's almost gotten to a point where whoever takes it off of him needs to make something of it. It can't be ruined. Right. You know, can't, you can't TNT title this one. You know, like, it's got to be somebody who really earns it because Orange Cassie has propped it up to a pretty decent level just by his sheer work alone. Um, if I had to guess... Damn. What about Brody King? Brody King's an option. I think I think that a returning Pac could be the guy. Maybe. Or Miro. Yeah, you could do Miro or Andrade. Yeah, you could do either you one know. of those guys. I, yeah, I mean, they're prefer not be Miro maybe. over Andrade if I was choosing between the two. Yes. Um but I really, I really thought that Swerve was going to be the guy to do it after the battle. I thought Royal so and too. But then they had a match. I don't think we talked about it, but they had a match. Yeah, Steve and I covered time. it last. last that was, and it was good. It was a good. It was a good match. Yeah. But um, you know, like it, he's not the one that's going to be in that role. I guess um, maybe Swerve can go to Collision and just sort of define himself there. I kind of like the fact that that show is there. Because they can kind of like just drag things out and slow it down. It's almost like WCW Saturday Night. Yeah, I agree. Because Swerve is Swerve is more of a Rampage guy. Like we talked about that before. It's not a one-hour show. Yeah. it's a two-hour. Yeah, and uh, Rampage is kind of like now the loser show. So being called a Rampage guy makes you a loser. It, it, by default. Is it weird for me? Is it weird for me? Say, Jordan, like it's almost like when you're on a roller coaster ride and uh, Dynamite is like the middle of it, where it's all frenetic and crazy and exhilarating, and. Collision is almost like that ramp down, where it's like, oh man, that was so much fun. But wait, there's a little bit more. Yeah, like, right? it feels kind of like that with Collision, because there was a point, I want to say the second, and I don't want to try to zapruder it too much, where, like, I look at this one episode and every show is going to feel like this. But it felt like when I got to the main event involving, you know, CMFTR and um, the other guys, where I was just like, oh, I can just chill and relax and watch this match. Yeah. You know? And it was kind of cool to have that feeling instead of like, oh, my God, what's going to happen now? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, even like that, a lot of people, the criticism people had is like, oh, it just ended with a with a match finish. It didn't end with an angle. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched Monday Night Raw? <laughs> right. Um, 
By the way, there was one spot in that main event. I thought the main event was really good. There's one spot that was really dumb, though. Okay. So it, was, it led right to the finish. So Joe catches Punk in the Coquina Clutch. Good false finish. Yeah, and the FTR are both getting held on. And Cash Wheeler breaks free, runs into the ring, runs past his partner CM Punk who's being choked out so he can hit uh, whoever's holding on to Dax so Dax could go break up the, the submission. I'm like, why wouldn't you just break up the submission yourself, Well, man? to be fair, Dax has more meat on his bones. That's so true. he collides Dax? with Joe. He can break it up, whereas Dax would just... Cash would just bounce on him like Dax a Dax is looking a little beefy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> They're beefy. matching diets. Yeah. Beefy Dax. Yes, big, big, meaty men slapping meat. That's the new Saturday show. Uh, but no, uh, the, 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 listen, we hadn't seen him share a ring, I think, since Ring of Honor. So, and listen, some people would say, oh, well, that's just nerd talk. But CM Punk and Samoa Joe facing off in the ring again was a cool moment. Yeah, and it was really was like it was like legit like 15, 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and can, the if they have a match on collision, I will fucking watch it. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. and the crowd, when they both got in the ring together, the crowd responded like it was a big deal. They knew it. Yeah. Yep. They weren't stupid. Yeah. Um, I will say, too, for CM Punk, and this, I, I can speak, listen, I don't always agree with his feelings on things, but I will say this. When, if I have my hair grown out and I feel kind of scrangly and out of it, I shave my head, too. Same. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty bald, but, like, I grow my, uh... I grow my hair in too much, and I'm like, ugh, man, I need to shave my head. Yeah, like, I don't know, mate, it's like a release. It's like shedding skin. Correct. No, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're entirely correct. <laughs> but people people are, are, I don't know if people are looking too much into it, like, you know, CM Punk, last time he shaved his head, he aligned with Paul Heyman, he was heel. This is a sign of heel punk. I'm like, Paul maybe, he just, all elite. maybe he just wanted to shave his head. I don't yeah. know. You know, he looked good. Like he didn't fall into a he didn't fall into a million pieces, you right. know. So we're that's a that's a plot. Yeah, we're a couple days removed and nothing's torn or broken. So <laughs> better than his last two matches. Maybe AJ Lee's following. There was like a pic, a photo shoot of her and she looks jacked. You oh, know. Really? The other story is that her and AJ, him and AJ, are going to be appearing in the next season of Heels. I did not even know Heels with Stephen Amell got a second season. So supposedly they already filmed most of it, and it's going to be coming out. Yeah, too. same. Did not know that. I, I actually haven't watched that show. He played a character that was really funny. He was like this weird Damien Demento type of character with a weird, uh, like fake animal that spewed vomit on everybody in the oh. crowd. Like one of like the boogeyman. He was kind of oh. like the, but he was like a. But backstage, he's like a grizzled veteran who's just looking to make a dollar kind of thing. Gotcha. All right. Well, hey man, we're we we went through it pretty quick today, so uh, let's get to questions early, man. You ready? Yeah, sure. All right, cool, cool. All right, we'll start with the world champ, who I feel like we didn't talk a whole lot about today, even though his match was really good with Adam Cole and. Uh, and a backstage. Let me say this too about that. Yeah. Clearly, Jericho was the outlier. Because when oh, Cole had the match revolution, we were like, what a stinker. We really, I really hope Cole ain't lost his step. He did not lose his step. No, that was an good. excellent match with MJF. Very good match. Uh, yes. In a backstage interview, MJF called New Japan Rinky Dink Indie Promotion, which I mentioned earlier in the show. Should we have an actual wrestling company called the Rinky Dink Indie Promotion? That'd be kind of fun. Put it on Nickelodeon. So <laughs> there's actually a thing called Grow Wrestling, and it's okay. like all, you know, little people, so maybe. Maybe they okay. just call themselves the Rinky Dink. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought, man, 
instead of like WXW and EC5FW, yeah. why don't you just call yourself the the dumb indie promotion? Yeah, yeah that's right. that would be way more attractive. Yeah, Southern Midwest Michigan Alliance of Wrestlers, dude. Man, there has been so many recycled versions of different names of shows. I can't even keep count. Like from the Southern days, like in syndication, like. Even the USWA, I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Who's the NWA? Oh, it's Tyrus. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah, he actually went into my hometown. Yeah. I think he's still got the belt with him while he's owning the libs. Billy Clark still using the line, if you don't like Tyrus, you don't like wrestling. So it's kind of weird. We've done 46 episodes of a wrestling show, <laughs> even though we don't like it. So. <laughs> I do like the fact that Billy Corgan <laughs> is like a big fan of Tyrus, and he got spotted at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many jokes there. I'm not going there. <laughs> uh, Andrew, this past Saturday was the fourth live AEW program to premiere on TNT. So the four that have premiered were Dynamite, Rampage, Battle of the Belts, and Collision. How long will it be before we see a new live you'll, AEW program? You'll be surprised. Two years. Okay. In, two, in 2025, we'll see another one. It'll okay. Something will be recycled, and they'll do another one. AEW I think this is the way it is. <laughs> no, I really believe it. Like, I think they're just going to keep evolving and, and expanding as they get more revenue yeah. coming in. There also will be another battle of the belts, by the way. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, T- Tony Khan made the rounds, and people are getting frustrated because now people are starting to realize, oh my god, Tony Khan was supposed to be our friend, and all he does is shamelessly promote things. He's a fucking promoter! Right? That's his job! Yeah, I saw like, somebody say, he's one of the worst interviews ever. It's like, well, that's because all he wants to talk about is upcoming business so you know right he's so not, like, it's they, not a it's not a, a captivating interview to listen to tony it's khan. like yeah hey tony khan uh, can you tell us about all of john moxley's drug problems it's like no yeah, <laughs> that's right. none of your freaking business right now the, the supposedly the the story behind the contract the paperwork that was signed is that they can't really discuss it um be, meaning brawl out i right. don't believe that yeah. i think that will explore it in some way, shape, or form in the future. I agree. Uh, Andrew, before wrestling her first match, Aubrey Edwards has actually studied as a ballet dancer in a prior career. Which type has more potential as a pro wrestler? A ballet dancer, a break dancer, a swing dancer, or a tiny dancer? <laughs> Listen, Holy I love closer, it. Tiny I think TikTok is responsible for this, but Elton John's more popular than ever. And I love Elton John, man. Like, if they just did different Elton John songs to start Collision, yeah. I'd be all for it. So, like, w- w- here, here's a sub question: Which wrestler should come out to Tiny Dancer as their theme song? Um, John Silver. <laughs> Blue Jeans, baby. Hello, baby. That's. I mean, that's great. I'm sure they sing it like all together on the bus, like they did in Almost Famous great. sometimes. Did you watch? I know they've had planes almost go down and admit all of their problems. (laughs) (laughs) Did you watch uh, Tough Enough when like Stone Cold was the host? Yes. Do you remember the guy that like he was like the fat guy? I think his name was ZZ. Uh huh. He be Crocodile Rock. Is didn't he wear like a crocodile head? Yeah. (laughs) The the best part was that the only actual wrestler. Like, in that group was Matt Cross, and he was cut first. Yeah, cut immediately. <laughs> Which, although, although that's where, uh, gosh, what was the guy's name? Velveteen Dream came out of that. Yeah. Mandy Rose. Uh, a few people did. Yeah. Like, they, they, they made their way. There, there's a few that I'm missing. I think, actually, one of them was Shotzi Blackheart. 
Oh, I think Shotzi she? tried oh. out. I think I, she tried out there and didn't make it. I knew Mandy um, Rose and Velveteen Dream, but I but to Shotzi. answer, but to just answer that main part, um, I would say a, I would actually say um, uh, a break dancer. I think a break dancer would do yeah, well. Yeah, they could do some cool spots. They because you don't hit the ground much. Yeah, and also to Shotzi Blackheart, we wish you the continued success in your dream of becoming a professional wrestler that has won the match in your life. <laughs> Swing dancing is tough, though. Yeah, it is. I used to, did you were you were you vibrant in your lifestyle days when the swing dan- the swing clubs were around? No, I was too young. I think you know what like, I'm talking. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about the jump, jive, and whale type of stuff where people would. Go yeah, I was still like 19 or so, so like I wasn't going to clubs. I, was, I didn't do it, but I had friends that did. I thought it was lame. I did too. Like the zoo like people like stuff. they would watch that movie Swing Kids and yeah. and Zoozies. But um, yeah, I thought it was kind of lameo. But yeah. um, the but you know, swing swing dancing is not easy. Um, break dancing's really. I don't know how people pull that off. I have a coworker whose son does stunt work, and he start he, the foundation of his like stuff was break dancing, gotcha. and it's really fucking hard, you know. Gotcha. Uh, Andrew, between the two intense, the two between, all right, start over. We're live, pal. Yeah. <laughs> between the two enhancement talents that got squashed respectively by Takeshita and Powerhouse Ops and National TV, which name would you rather use, Damon Ace or Caleb Crush? Damon Ace. That sounds better. Yeah. I can Caleb, also call myself the DA. Caleb <laughs> Crush sounds a little more like, uh... Uh, like uh, so, there's an episode of The Office where they do like a murder mystery party, and it just makes <laughs> it just sounds like something Michael Scott would be like. Caleb Crush, come on out. Here. <laughs> um, I mean, I I still like a good old fashioned squash, like oh yeah, you know Miro squash Tony Nice, and you know we didn't talk much about Ring of Honor. It exists. Like there's a lot of like we don't see a lot of actual like like notable people getting squashed on Rampage and Dynamite. It's usually local talent like. Caleb Crush and Damon Ace, but uh-huh. the other people in Ring of Honor are doing their thing. Um, it's on Honor Club. Um, it's kind of trapped in that little streaming service, and but they do have a show coming out that I don't know was announced when y'all did the previous episode. But Death Before Dishonor will be in July in Trenton, New Jersey. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much wrestling to watch i'm not gonna watch a ring of honor major it's show. a lot there's just a lot coming up man yeah, and i mean is. and even and, with wwe listen, if you watch uh, outside of AEW, just throw it in wwe too you got money in the bank you got SummerSlam. I guess. they just announced two shows after SummerSlam, uh and their names we've heard before for pay-per-view names payback and um damn it Vaseline. yeah they, they announced the shows there they, and i actually i believe payback is the same weekend as all out but uh, I might be wrong they about did a that. Show last year, the same weekend. Well, that was an NXT show. An NXT show. That's right. I I might be. You might want to double check me on that one. But I think Payback is the same week. It's in uh, Pittsburgh. I, I think you. it's the same weekend as All Out. If they even have an All Out, they haven't announced it yet. I believe. Yeah, they will. They will. Uh, Andrew, which wrestler in the in the present day is better, Soraya, or cardboard cut out of Soraya? <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how you said them differently. Yeah. <laughs> the cut, the cardboard Soraya? cut out of Saray. Saray is out. Um, they didn't say why. Uh, yeah. She said she should be back soon. Yeah. Could have been a medical issue. Could be. Um, in the ring. Mm, it, it, it's it's not good. Listen, we talked about how the outcasts have finally clicked, and I was being nice, but mm. her absence. 
definitely adds to them clicking, right? Well, I think like, a workhorse. That's the thing about the NWO that didn't work and have a workhorse. Yeah, where you the take her out that... and kind of leave it to Tony and Ruby, and if they feel cooler, they, they can get the work done. They can, they can work, yeah. and they just seem cooler. I don't know why. Like mm-hmm. Soraya doesn't seem cool, but she doesn't. I think I think because I think Soraya just I don't know. It's hard. Like she can be a snipe, a like a snivy heel, but it does it comes off a little fake. Yeah. Whereas Ruby and Tony come off annoying. Does that make sense? No, it does. It does. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Uh, a picture is shown on, t- uh, on another Takeshita question. Uh, <laughs> We're all on Takeshita, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's got a new entrance, and it's him and Don Callis as centaurs. Which, by the way, what? his music isn't <laughs> even like music. It's just like... It's just a picture of Don Callis betraying Kenny. <laughs> yeah, but like the music is just—it just literally sounds like this. That's like the whole entrance. But mm-hmm. okay, so the picture of him and Callis as centaurs is shown, which is a play on the infamous story that A Rod, Alex Rodriguez, had a giant picture of himself as a centaur hanging in his home. Andrew, question is: Do you have any giant pictures of yourself in the living room, and do you force guests to bow to it upon entering your house? <laughs> I do have a giant picture of our family in the living room, but no, they do not have to acknowledge it. I am not Roman Reigns. <laughs> I am not the tribal chief of my house. We have a tribal chiefess. <laughs> so my son graduated from high school this year, and like they do the official, like obviously we take a million pictures, but they do the official photographer like when he gets, they call his name, he walks on the stage, gets his diploma, and then he poses for a photo. And they mailed it to us, and they mailed it in a frame. And so, like, my wife has had it put on the coffee table, but it looks, <laughs> it looks like like when you go to a funeral and there's a photo right next to the, right next yes. to the casket. That's what it looks. Yes. Like. It looks like my son's died. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he didn't dance on the way to get the diploma and had it like refused. Yeah, right, exactly. So he had a kid. This is I, okay. Now, listen. You know what? We, I, mean, I just made up a new question. So. If you did your walk up there to get your diploma, and you did a dance that you knew was going to get your diploma refused, but you did it just to get a pop, what would it have been? Let me think. Mm. I mean, the gritty seems to be the current dance of choice, mm-hmm. but I think I'm too old and too fat to do the gritty. Mm-hmm. So what could I even do? Oh, I guess I'm thinking high school, though. So let me. Yeah, what could 1998 teen- Jordan Junkin yeah, have? So, so skinny, fit Jordan Duncan, uh, it would have to be some sort of wrestling dance. I probably would have hopped out. Remember how Buff used to do the exaggerated swagger, Buff Bagwell, but like he was also hopping on his feet? Mm-hmm. I'd, probably, I'd probably do a Buff Bagwell thing. And if they, let me tell you something. And under, I, <laughs> under my graduation cap is a giant Buff Bagwell top hat. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you something. That lady who got her diploma... She was way more kind. If somebody refused to give me my diploma and I scratched and clawed for four fucking years with a 4.0 GPA to get it, I'd have punched that person in the face. <laughs> right? Give me my damn... Give me what I earned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we got two more questions. Uh, Andrew, would you be willing to get a free big screen TV and put it in your living room if it had a giant green L on it thanks to Tony Storm spray painting it on Rampage? No. No. If it had a giant L, no. I mean, if it was black, maybe. I feel like if you put it on Facebook. Yeah. I'd take it and then put it on Facebook Marketplace, see if I can get 50 bucks for it. 
Dude, Facebook Marketplace is the thing now. Yeah. Like, I... it's like replacing Amazon in the underground. I think like, is... people tell me, my, I always tell my wife, like, you know, we can get on Amazon. <laughs> I can get on Marketplace for half. <laughs> it's a safe place to discuss this because she doesn't yeah, listen. Yeah, sure. Yeah. My wife and I are really at odds of something. We, she wants a new couch, and she keeps looking at Marketplace, and I am saying to her, I do not want to buy a couch off Facebook Marketplace. Like, I just... <laughs> First of all, even if it looks good, I want to smell it first. <laughs> like, Is it Marty Janetti's couch? That's that's the thing. It could be, and I am not going to get a disease just because I was watching Dynamite. You know, like I'm not going to get hepatitis. It might have glass shards in the couch. bottom from the barber shop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, there are some things. I insist that we buy it from a store. But <laughs> that, yeah, for sure. But then there are some things where it comes to certain skills and mechanics. Where I'm like. Yeah, I'll take a cheap version of that. Sure. I trust. Absolutely. Well, for example, my wife uh, ran an in-home preschool up until last week, and so she's selling a lot of her preschool stuff, like tables, chairs, but those are like... Ladders? Yeah. <laughs> tables, <laughs> ladders, chairs. Our <laughs> uh, hell in a cell. Don't ask why we have one for the preschool, but... You know. <laughs> <laughs> we're selling it all everything must go but like that stuff like people are buying like th- toys and things like that but for me it's like plastic and hard and easy to clean and there's nothing lying deep underneath that could be disgusting do you know what I mean right right so, uh, I mean t- kid stuff is really where marketplace got its start like oh uh, smock dresses and right. stuff like that that's I, where it started I uh, actually bought a car on marketplace for my son um, what yeah so I mean it was on marketplace but it was a it was a collision shop that was, like, selling it on our CM Punk ran the car shop? Yeah. Was, <laughs> I bought it off Kevin Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> he told me it was John Voight's car, so why not? <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, it's a new open. Listen, people, we're all cheap. We're all cheap. We, you and I grew up literally stealing pay-per-views. <laughs> so we could talk about them in school on Monday morning. Like, Absolutely. you get the best deal, take it. That's right. all I can say. Right. Uh, Andrew, last question. Who okay. do you think could have been potentially the best wrestler who served most of his or her career as a referee? This is hard. Yeah. Um, Tommy Young. I think we Tommy say Danny Young. Davis is a no. <laughs> yeah, you can't because he actually took part. Um, Teddy Long doesn't count either. Yeah, no. Um, no. My answer, and, I, and when I say... The best wrestler. I'm not saying, like, great matches, but, like, having right. some success. I think Charles Robinson could have been, like, yeah, like a long-time enhancement guy. Mm-hmm. Well, you remember WCW? Like, they, he had he a did, and, little Nate, didn't he? He did, and supposedly because Randy was so jacked when he came back, he didn't protect the elbow anymore when he landed. So he put all the weight on Charles Robinson, oh. and he fucking sternum. Poor Charles. <laughs> when he was doing Little Nate. Yeah, Little Nate. Yes, yes. But yeah, Charles Robinson. I will always forever remember. You know, he did the most athletic referee move I ever saw when he ran down that ramp to try to count out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it didn't fall. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, that was incredible. Earl Hepner had amazing timing as a referee. As a wrestler, probably he wouldn't have. Tommy Young was just a great communicator. Yeah, I feel like. He would have cut a great I, promo. I feel like wrestlers of, the, of like our childhood were all like really old and out of shape looking and referees that we know were wrestlers yeah like jr was a wrestler um i'm just thinking of just random 
we talked about Teddy Long already, but there's there's other people that probably started as referee. Bill Alfonso. Yeah, Bill you Alfonso know, for sure. Mm-hmm. What about you know, Rick Knox? Uh, Rick Knox? Yeah. I don't know what he started as. That's hard to say. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. I will, I, I do like Bryce Rumsberg. Yeah, Bryce. Um, well, Rick Knox yeah. goes all the way back to like PWG, I think, right? Probably so. I, I think he was refereeing in, in even a PWG. That's what makes this elite thing so hard because so many people are ingrained in it all. Like everybody knows these people. Right. So, like, like if you're Christopher Daniels, like you want to work with CM Punk and you want to work with FTR, but you don't want to piss off Nick and Matt. You know, right. it's 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 a hard situation if you're the middleman. But if you're getting paid way more money, like that's the other rumor that we didn't even talk about at all because it's not official that supposedly Kenny and Young Bucks are likely to resign with AEW simply because the new money that they're they would be able to get is just for the extension is just too large. You'd be an idiot to turn it down. Yeah. You know, so they might just stay anyway. Yeah. Um. Sorry to go back to the referee thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I looked up an article of the ten best ref, ten best referees of all time. Okay. Um, first, I'll just read them to you. Uh, number ten is Danny Davis. So this this list is Chad Patton better be up there. He was good. Uh, number nine, Red Shoes. He, yeah, that's the uh, New Japan guy. Wrestler. He could be a wrestler. His wasn't his nephew. Um, uh, God, what's damn it? I'm forgetting his name. He's the young boy in in New Japan who's friends with uh, John Moxley. Yeah. Um, I forget Shura it. Umino. Yes, I yeah. think he's related to Red Shoes. I think so. Uh, number eight, Dave Hebner, which interesting that they went with Dave yeah, or Earl. Yeah, the, the one that got the cosmetic surgery, yeah. brother. Number seven, Mark Curtis, uh, WCW referee. Oh, my God, Brian Hillebrand. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah, and that's he, incredible. he did wrestle. At Smoky Mountain. Yeah, and right? he famously was – you, did you ever hear the story that he wrestled as a Ninja Turtle? No. Yeah, so he was Kawabunga, the Ninja Turtle. Like during, like I'm almost positive he, that was Mark. Curtis. He would have had to be a great wrestler by osmosis because he did a lot of matches involving the quote vanilla midgets of WCW. Correct, exactly. And I actually, I, Jericho tells the story that he slid in as a run-in type of thing at a house show to tell Chris Jericho that Owen Hart had died. Wow. And then he died of cancer not too long after, which is yeah. very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number six is one that possibly could have been a, I had a wrestling career. Joey Morella. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he died in that car wreck. Uh, number five, Tommy Young, who we've already discussed. Mike Chioda. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. He, had, he was kind of like a big-bodied guy. Yeah, he was always, like, dripping with sweat. <laughs> number yes. three, Nick Patrick. Uh, Would have been a fine heel. I hated his... Um, what's the word that you use when you like the way that you wave your hand when you bring it? Down? The 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 way he flourished his hand. Oh when he pinned. yeah, his flourish on his. Pins. He did the flip, and I hated it so much. Yeah. Just pin, just do one, two, three. You know. Nick Patrick had one of my favorite bumps ever. I think it was Nick Patrick. Where I think he got hit with the guitar, and he shoots his arms up straight in the air and falls backwards. Like it's so. Oh no, my favorite is Earl Hepner. I think it is the. The, the the great, great savage steamboat match where he kind of like dog paddles his way to the turnbuckle when he hit he goes, Oh <laughs> and he falls. That's one of my that's my favorite. Uh number it's two, so comical. Number yep. two is Lil Nate, Charles Robinson, and number one is Earl Hebner. So both yeah, I don't think Earl would have been a great wrestler. I'm sure he wrestled no, matches. No, he'd be great at selling stuff out of his cars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, very much so. <laughs> he knows how to screw people, I know that. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> correct. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That, if that would have been his. That, he had a finisher. It was called the screw job. He would just tell people to ring. He would just ring the bell <laughs> ring and leave. <laughs> and then he could say he won. Yeah, exactly. 
Alright, well, listen, I think that's a, a fitting end to the episode. Uh, we've got a lot coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we got Forbidden Door. Uh, this is it this Saturday or Sunday? Is it Saturday or Sunday? For it's, Sunday. it's Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, listen, listen. Tony Khan does listen to the show. Yeah. All right, and you know how I know because you've been pining over and over again that the one thing WWE does right is that they have a show on Saturday nights. Yeah. Well, Tony Khan gave you a weekly show on Saturday nights. That's true. I guess that's. True. <laughs> you know it does. You know. I told I talked about something. Uh, it was Sting and Jericho not giving me the feels. Having Saturday Night Wrestling gives me the feels. Yeah, like that's one where I'm like, yeah, this is a comfort food for me. I can watch this. It was cool because the way my my Saturday went last week was I wrapped up everything I had to do by like four thirty. So I was like, oh, I can actually watch this live. Mm-hmm. So like, it and, wasn't and, and here's another tr- for me and here's another. And here's another truth that you can't always expect. Like, oh, man, they're going to be up against the NFL sometimes. They're going to be up against college football. So, well, what if the game sucks? Right. <laughs> I wouldn't right. want to change the channel, so maybe I'll watch it anyway. You know, It's good to have an alternative. That's why AEW literally started. You know, Correct. Yeah, absolutely. But they'll be in Canada a lot. I think we're going to be reconvening, and they're still going to be in Canada. Yeah, I think uh, by the time our next episode airs... Uh, they They're going to be dressed like Mounties, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> Shocker Joe will be the new uh, international Remember when champion. Ambrose dressed as the Mountie? Yeah. <laughs> they will definitely do an angle where John Moxley literally beats the shit out of a Mountie just for kicks. Yep. They do one. <laughs> All right, man. Um, I think that's about it for us. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, we'll be here to talk about Forbidden Door Fallout. Uh, we will have probably not a lot of builds next time, but I think... I, I, I'm confident that something's going to happen at Forbidden Door that'll get our juices flowing to talk about. Whether it's a Punk, Punk Omega interaction, whether the best, uh, the Golden Lovers are finally reunited, or whether or not uh, Ishii is uh, the new breakdancing champion of the world. I don't really know, uh, but yeah. I'm excited for it. It's, there's going to be some fun stuff going. We're going to see if MJF is, uh, will prove Vince right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That Adam Cole is just enhancement talent for you. Correct. Exactly. So, but yeah, uh, Andrew, as uh, as Boris Johnson always says, actually, you know what? Why don't you take this? Oh, as Boris Johnson always said, I did everything right, and they super kicked me. Get to you.